you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizer, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Noll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? What are you talking about? <laughs> Suit yourself. Suit myself? It's like, it's weird. I can see you, but your mouth isn't moving, but I hear you talking. Jackarot. What? Jackarot. Jackarot? What? Are you telling me to... Who's her? Jack who off? You said that Jerome was killed off by his own damned androids! Huh. I did? When was that? If you give up now, I promise you something practical, like a toaster or a washing machine. Alright, I give up. That's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. <laughs> Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. Enough talk! Alright. Alright. End episode. Mm-hmm. Vegeta, get out of here! What are you doing? What are you doing near the microphone? I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ! My favorite Dragon Ball Z character, Vegeta, got in front of the microphone while I was out getting a glass of water. That's all right. I've I spent most of the movie thinking that the guy Piccolo, the the vegetable green vegetable man, was Vegeta. I've never seen Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball. Like this is literally the only information I have about the Dragon Ball franchises from this movie. Wow. I honestly, I would like to keep it that way. Mine is the opposite of that. I know a little too much. I this was one of my favorite shows as a kid. <laughs> um, See, that's the thing. I was on the Naruto side of that line in the. You were still in the Toonami verse. Yeah, I was a chakra brat as opposed to a nine thousander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As everyone knows, the two sides are called. We prefer to be called uh, Goku knots. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the thing about the utter failure of this film. I'm glad of conceptually because it's pretty much made sure a Naruto live action film would never happen. Aren't they trying to do it though? I thought Netflix was trying to do that. Are they? I haven't heard. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I've never watched Naruto, so I'm that's I don't know if they have That's fine. Uh but have you watched Naruto? Believe it. No, I haven't. Okay. The only thing I know about Naruto uh is About what? <laughs> about Naruto? N na Nimbus? Naruto. Naruto. There you go. Naruto. Um, I, I will be very honest. Um, uh -huh. When I saw the trailer for this movie in theaters, when I was seeing some other movie uh, at the time, um, I was in complete shock because this was before, you know, like trailers came out like on youtube or whatever or like or mm -hmm. that's how you found you, you just find out right. you went to movies to see trailers yeah they weren't online yeah back in the day you right know. um and when it came on i was so fucking pumped i i don't know why like when i eventually did see said film um in theaters like months later i left being like not like super mad but i left like what did i just walk out of I, I left in shock of like just like what they did or like the choices they're made because the choices they make in this fucking movie are crazy. And I don't know. It's it's a fun film for me. 
um because it's nostalgic Mm -hmm. and i think this was the first one of those movies that made me start liking good bad movies if that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. i this is the i think this was the thing that awakened my good bad movie genome i think this fits under good well here's what i can say I'm, I have no nostalgia, obviously, for Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z or whatever the other one is that I've been calling Dragon Ball Subaru just to piss off my roommate. <laughs> it's bad. Without the nostalgia, in fact, like, it is not like, oh, I hated this because it's bad. It's just bad. But it is everybody in it is trying their hardest to make it good. Yeah. It just isn't. They're, they can't save this. And that's for me, is what a good bad movie is, is when everyone is trying as hard as they can to make a good thing. And just either somewhere along the line, they just can't. Like the script is too bad or the actors aren't good enough. I think this or... is two weeks in a row where it's like, I'm very familiar with the source material that this was. And mm-hmm. it made the movie watchable and good for me, like in a good bad way, you know, like because uh, it's the very, uh, it's yeah. very similar to Dora. All right. Like, it's like, I know what they're referencing. I know what they're trying to do. I know, like, the little, like, references they're trying to make. Right. But the difference between Dora and why I think it's an, uh, like, I don't know if it's a good, bad movie. It's it's more of a, I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. But I understand what you're saying, though. The difference between Dora and Dragon Ball is that Dora knows that it's being dumb and cheeky and, like, right. funny with it. Dragon Ball is trying way, way too hard. <laughs> I could not imagine watching this movie not understanding what they are trying to reference or what they're trying to do, though. <laughs> I mean, through osmosis, I know just enough about Dragon Balls and whatever that I wasn't, like, lost. I mean, it's also the first film of a potential franchise, so they were, like, establishing what a lot of things are. Um, <sighs> yeah. But there was a bit... Tell me this much, because like I said, I'm looking to remain as in the dark as I can about the actual lore of Dragon Ball, the show or the manga, because I want to piss off fanboys, but the only reference point I have is this movie. Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Energy, DBE, is that a thing, or was that just a reference to the fact that they would abbreviate the movie as DBE, like DBZ, etc.? Dragon Ball Evolution, is that what you meant? Well, the the movie is Dragon Ball Evolution, but uh, Yuma, Omi, the one who looks like young Jennifer Gardner, like somehow they got Jennifer Gardner from the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she has the tracker. It's for it tracks dragon ball energy oh. Like, oh dbe that's cool and i didn't know if that was a reference or if that was just a wink at like haha get it because that's what the abbreviation for this movie will be in the show every character um who in so i'm gonna dig into it a little bit okay so before dragon ball z there was dragon ball which is like the story right, that's where goku's a kid goku's a kid and what that show is mainly about is about hunting down dragon balls and finding okay. it so they can make an eventual wish. Everyone right. in that in the Dragon Ball show has a Dragon Ball radar that they can track okay. them, but it was a very undetailed tracker, so you know just like that you're in okay. around about the same area as a Dragon Ball. Gotcha. So I think that's what that was trying to reference. There's no okay. Dragon Ball energy. I didn't know if that was a reference point or if that was them trying to kind of wink at the audience, like, hey, that's going to be the abbreviation for this movie, DBE. That's supposed to be like DBZ, DB, whatever. But like, I, I couldn't tell, and that's the only reason I wanted to know that. They might have been trying to do that but um, I'm not sure. All right. Well, now that that hilarious comedy bit is out of the way, you liked this movie. It sounds like. In a, it's very bad. Oh yeah, sure. Yes. Don't worry. Sorry. Dragon Ball nerds. Madison is not endorsing this film as good content. No, 
No, not at all. Madison is endorsing this film as a good bad movie. Don't don't take my um, Dragon Ball twenty uh, year coin away from me. <laughs> You're, you have a ball with twenty stars on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I found the movie tolerable. I mean, it wasn't good, and they spent way too much time at his high school. Um, oh my but god! It may not surprise you to learn there are other people online who didn't care for this movie. That's right, gang. We're going Kamehameha with Daddy's Tomatoes. <laughs> All right, our first review comes from F, who gave this one half star. Worst adaption of Dragon Ball ever. Why Piccolo looks like the mask. Oh, like the mask uh, from the Jim Carrey movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah the Jim Carrey the mask. Um, <sighs> I thought he looked okay. I didn't realize that was James Marsters yeah, until is. like the final face-off. I didn't realize that until that third fight. Like He actually has all seven, and he's starting to make a wish or whatever. Mm-hmm. I did not know that was James Marsters until then. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was Vegeta the whole time anyway, so that tells you. I don't know who Vegeta is, but like, oh yeah, this must be Vegeta. I think he's green. And then they were like, he came in to kill the grandpa, and grandpa was like, Piccolo. And I thought, oh, okay, so it's not Vegeta. Never mind. <laughs> no, in, in the eventual sequel, that probably would have been, I bet Vegeta would have been the bad guy of the second movie that um, they wanted to I don't to know. Plan. Did you see the post credit scene? Yeah, but... That actually makes sense in the Dragon Ball timeline because Piccolo doesn't die. All right. Chris K is our next <laughs> review here. Uh, Chris K gave this two stars. Uh, this is a bit of a long one, so buckle in. Okay. Buckle. <clears throat> Great watch. Would watch again and can recommend. In parentheses, I might have watched this before, but I couldn't even remember Chris Tucker as the guinea pig. But I could remember the guy in the top hat, but nothing else from the original 1967 movie. I'm honestly upset that I don't remember watching this before. The sheer probability seems like I would have. Of all the things that Disney did to Eddie Murphy over his, in parentheses, prison, in parentheses, exclusivity contract, this was clearly early, though, that he was still having fun with it, and it really shows. When a master actor like Murphy is enjoying himself, it is night and day. The story is modernized and adapted beautifully. The story itself is well written and heartwarming. That said, the movie leans into adult topics a lot more than you would think. At least more than I would expect uh, the conservative Disney of today. There are a slew of supporting voice actors, to include Norm MacDonald, that all work very well to their roles. The multi-threaded plots work well together, and Eddie Murphy slowly thinking he's going insane is a lot of fun. End of review. I'm pretty sure somebody... Just reviewed Doctor Doolittle. Yeah. On the Dragon Ball Evolution <laughs> page. I thought it was um, I thought it was like G Force or something. Remember that like that guinea Whoa. guinea pig force? Uh, it could have been. This is from June of this year, June twenty sixth, twenty twenty. What? That's very soon. Huh. That, that happened like very. That's almost exactly a month ago as we're recording this. <laughs> I thought it was G Force, but maybe it, maybe I think um. It could be G Force. It's probably it's... talking animals. Well, it also references the original 1967 movie. Yeah, because Doctor Doolittle was it was an old film, so um, I think that's probably what. I don't think there was a 1970 version of the movie no. G Force, <laughs> where they used actual hamsters uh, or oh, getting pissed. Oh God, yeah, they, like Homer, the Homer bound, yeah. like they used real animals and just voiced over it in the studio. Or uh, what's that, uh, Baby Geniuses? Oh no, G Force doesn't have a sequel. Oh, it's a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. That's all I know about G-Force. Oh, God. <laughs> um, anyway, that's those are the only tomatoes I could find. I was unwilling to, to plow through 
the just hundreds of thousands of pages of reviews that were just, this has ruined Dragon Ball Z forever. Or Dragon Ball. I Growing up, it was always Dragon Ball Z, so that's my go-to yeah, yeah, for it. Yeah. I know there's also Dragon Ball, and it's a whole franchise. But um, So you said, I don't have any other bits, so we can go into... Hey, Madison. Yeah? Which of our movies do you think The Leaf Store was? The Leaf Store? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to pull up our list again. I'll tell you this, though. There are somewhere there are words in there that don't translate to other languages, obviously. Yeah. There are some of them that no, pulling up the list will not help you at all. Okay. The Page Master. Sorry, that was the Iron Army. Damn it. What? <laughs> let's go ahead and get our timer started, and then let's jump into the sequel to Dragon Ball Evolution. Okay. Dragon Ball Intelligent Design. All right, our time starts now. So... The thought occurred to me the other day. We already have a movie that involves Wuja fighting dragons and wishes. And that movie... It's Paul Blart? Paul Blart Mall Cop <laughs> 2. The Immortal Iron Blart. You're right. There is a martial arts tournament in that movie. Mm-hmm. In which he's granted powers by a dragon and a perfect wish after winning said martial arts contest. Uh, so there's that. I don't know if we necessarily need to pull too much more at that thread, but I couldn't leave it unplugged. At least noticed upon that the Paul Blart sequel we invented would fit very neatly into the Dragon Ball universe. It would. I'm wondering. Let's let's make a um, a joint sequel to. <laughs> so this will be a threequel, kind of for Paul Blart. Kind of a threequel, like half a threequel. It's kind of like the Avengers, you know. <laughs> you know, it's our it's our yeah. Avengers two. This is this is more like Captain America: Civil War, yeah, 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 than yeah, 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 yeah. And Avengers. I I like that idea. And as far as like we already established that shit in the world of Paul Blart, I think it is still mainly a Dragon Ball Z story, right? Just including Paul Blart now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I meant to go back and listen before this in case this happened, but I didn't. I mean, I know that he used his perfect wish to rid the world of hypoglycemia. Yeah. So that's canon. I think his power was some super strength and then just like durability. Like he can get punched a lot and have like yeah. being vulnerable kind of like that. Yeah. Which I mean fits with Dragon Ball Z. Some of my other notes just include lunar eclipse question mark because the first one's during a solar eclipse. Okay. Uh, and then I wrote this down. I don't know. I'm sure you can elaborate, but I wrote on Piccolo's blood zoo because at one point he has like blood pulled out of him and we see some kind of alien something behind a glass case moving around. I assume that's a reference, but I don't know. So those are some threads that we can also pull from the, the first movie. I think those were reference to Cybermen and uh, th- which actually aren't Doctor Who a Cybermen. Oh, Cybermen. Cybermen, uh, which are actually uh, don't show up until... Uh, he just has a Sibian back there. Yeah, uh, the Cybermen actually Piccolo's don't Sibian. show up until... Dragon Ball Evolution 2, Piccolo's Sibian. I I like that idea, um, I, but I also like the idea of somewhat continuing on where the next movie would go, but a version of it, but okay. with Paul Blart inserted. Um, I'm I'm totally cool yeah. with this. I'm totally cool with this. Okay. Because what happens in the next saga of Dragon Ball uh, Z in like okay. canonical with as little lore as possible? Give me the give me the bones. Sure, of this. sure, sure, sure. You find out that Goku is from another planet and he's actually a Saiyan. Mm-hmm. Other Saiyans eventually come to Earth 
um, and they hear about them coming to Earth, um, and they have a year to prepare. So they gather the strongest people in the world to fight these Saiyans to because those Saiyans are coming to destroy the world. So right. I think we could do that. Also, one of the one of those people is Yamcha, uh, is one of the strongest oh. people oh, in man. the world. Gotcha, Yamcha. Whew. Yeah, that was a skinny dude. You could have said anything. Yeah, I I've, I don't know any of these people. Now here's what I'll p- throw out though too. Do you want to save the Saiyans coming to Earth for your Avengers movie? I mean, if we're introducing the entire Dragon Ball Z universe, I can introduce other stuff into the Avengers movie. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to start our timer again. Okay. We have 10 minutes. So I like that idea. Um, and what okay. ends up happening with Piccolo at the end, uh, you know, when he's mm-hmm. uh, he wakes up in that house so <laughs> i laughed so fucking hard at that when this lady comes with a broth and then he just like rolls over in bed it's like thanks mom yeah, yeah. the look on his face is just like i will kill humanity yeah so the idea of that is that piccolo eventually becomes a good guy but he has this mm-hmm. rivalry with goku for like all of time and up until the saiyan saga where they're working together um, because neither of one of them want to have the earth destroyed basically. So they sure that's, that's, that's the, the bare bones with the least amount of lore as possible. Okay. Um, so in the movie, if we were to go this route is that Piccolo, Goku and Paul Blart are on the same side <laughs> fighting these new dudes. <laughs> Um, which okay. I, I like the idea of. I want to throw another kind of wrench in there because I think that this energy works for us where you know what's supposed to happen and I have no clue. So I have absolutely sure. no bones about making it something entirely different. I had the, the name that I, I was joking with myself last night and I said something about the Vegeta. The Vegeta. Okay. And so what if, I don't know too much about Vegeta. Is there a way we can work it in? But it's more of like a rank. Or it's like the Batman or something like that. It's like, or the Avatar from Avatar The Last Airbender. This person is the Vegeta. Okay. Who would be the Vegeta? I don't know, but I, I don't know anything about Vegeta. Oh. I know his name. Vegeta's a person. Um, he's the prince. Right. He's I, the that, prince of all Saiyans. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's all I need to know. So, okay. So the prince of all Saiyans will just be called the Vegeta. So we'll just have whoever the prince of all Saiyans is will be called the Vegeta. Okay. So... I am the Vegeta, the Prince of All Saiyans. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Because it's just such a needless change that it just makes sense. How about for this to film. really get so in in the show, two Saiyans come. One is called Vegeta. Mm-hmm. One is called Nappa. To really okay. make the fans like cringe, what do you, what if the person is called Nappa the Vegeta? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say they fight Vegeta in a Nappa Auto Parts. No, store. no, no. <laughs> we can work that in. That'd be fun. Mm, Paul Blart and the Vegeta have a fist fight at a Napa Auto Parts store. Yeah. Another big thing in mm-hmm. the the show eventually is the idea of fusion. I would love mm-hmm. if Paul Blart fused with Piccolo and or Goku at some point in our movie to fight. In like 50 words or less, explain fusion to me. Um, so you could fuse in two ways. You could do the fusion dance which is a synchronized dance where you have to interlock your right. fingers at the very end to fuse, or you could wear okay. fusion earrings to fuse. Perfect. Where you wear one of them. And I assume then you, you have the power of both people. I assume then. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there's a dominant fusion 
like there's a dominant person within the fusion. So okay, cool. I mean, so we're obviously just imagining Goku or Piccolo with Paul Bart's mustache, right? Yes, basically. All right, let's get to the actual plot. We have six minutes left. So the Saiyans are coming to Earth. Why? I think they are coming because they are looking for the Dragon Balls. I think that is like the plot point to wish themselves to be immortal or the most powerful beings in the universe or something like that. So they're, they're after the Dragon Balls. What's the immediate personal threat, I guess, to Earth? Because because I'm a bad friend, I'm just now getting to Audiomorphs, the podcast our friend Daniel Na does, and Avenger. And the Yurks, it's like, you know, they're going to invade and it's bad. But there's at least like a cost now as well. So I'm not, I get like, we have to stop them from becoming all powerful because then they'll take over everything. What's the like personal yeah. threat as well? So... The Saiyans, they are basically, um, they don't have a home because their uh, planet was destroyed. So they are kind of pirates. Um, they're space pirates, and they travel from place to place, basically decimating the whole okay. world in search of something or uh, because they, won't, gotcha. because they okay. won't kneel to our will. Or they'll just do it for fun. Okay, perfect. That answers that question. I think they're, they've been traveling from planet to planet, inhabited planet to planet, mm-hmm. decimating it, looking for power. Um, and then they hear about okay. the Dragon Balls, and they're searching for them. And they finally found them because they know they're on Earth. How about that? that? That's perfect. Like I said, I just wanted a little something so that it's not just this kind of hypothetical. They'll be too strong to stop. Yeah. Like, what's the... the personal cost also like they're gonna they're going we have to face them now or they'll wipe out earth to find the dragon balls yeah okay so how do we get paul blart into this like how does he slot in does the dragon like come to him and be like you must find goku does somebody does the grandpa come to goku in a dream and tell him to seek out paul blart in the mall what if there's like an establishing fight between goku and piccolo where uh in this fight uh, the mall gets destroyed and it takes everything away from Paul Blart. I have a slightly dumber idea that also works. Okay. I think we, we kind of time jump. So this is like a few years in the future. They're still looking for the Dragon Balls. Piccolo's alive and he and, and Goku are fighting in the mall. Or like Goku and Yumi, Yoma, Yao, Yao Mei, the Jennifer Garner character. I don't, I never learned her name. Emily Rossum? Yumi. Character? Probably. Bulma? The one with the BD... Bulma? Bulma. I was watching it without subtitles, and for some reason, every time they said her name, it was either very quiet or there was a noise outside, and I never actually heard how to pronounce her name. Got it. Um, she has, like, the top ponytail. She's got the hots for Asian Rocky Balboa. Yeah, she's the one with, like, the, the motorcycle. Okay, yes, yeah. exactly. So Bulma, like, has found another Dragon Ball, and then Goku's like, all right, where is it? And then we cut to a claw game in Paul Blart's mall. <laughs> And he's playing and he picks up the Dragon Ball with, he's like, oh, here we go. I'm going to get you. He's whatever. He's being Paul Blart. He doesn't know what it is. Yeah. And then the Piccolo Goku fight starts there and he jumps in as well. Uh, the mall can get leveled. I'm fine with yeah. that. Like, Yeah. And I think like initially like Goku, because he's like a protector dude. I think Goku saves Paul and um, mm-hmm. then uh, Paul tries to help and uh, gets a few blows in on Piccolo and then just like, what the hell? And then... See, I think I think it'd be really funny if they start this like knockdown drag out fight and it's like like Goku gets punched in the face and all the glass shatters for like five stores That's down great. like just the force of it and Paul Blart zooms up on his Segway and like breaks up the fight all right gentlemen 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 whatever like yeah. completely <laughs> and then Piccolo goes to punch him and he does that thing like what happened to Goku when Piccolo's 
girlfriend mm. assistant i don't know they never gave her a name punches him and his face just doesn't move at all like piccolo punches paul bart in the face and he doesn't even like react like it's just like when somebody punches superman like a normal person would punch superman it's a similar reaction yeah <laughs> and then he gets in the fight as well yeah and then he and goku <laughs> team up against piccolo and then i think like initially paul bart actually does a good job of like breaking them up because I think mm-hmm. I think Paul Bar is actually more powerful than both of them, right? And I think it's actually maybe funnier if he, they keep trying to fight and he keeps actively stopping them from fighting. Yeah. Like he gets in between them and they try to get around him and he like drags him back or they try to punch him and he's not moving at all. Like he just basically stops yeah. this Wuja fight cold. And I think like a few times like Goku is just like get out of the way and then he like throws them. He like throws them into like a um an H and M or something mm-hmm. and uh or into the ball pit and then he just keeps getting back up and like breaking them up Ooh, um, he loses the dragon ball in the ball pit that's good okay because then we'll have a fight between goku and piccolo in the ball pit for the dragon ball yeah okay so let's assume piccolo gets away with the dragon ball so now they have to go after him and or the other ones and paul blart like the mall is leveled mm-hmm. at this point and he mentions the dragon and that's when like goku's like oh you should come with us we're whatever like how do we i guess we need to get to the point where the saiyans are coming yeah sure sure yeah, let's let's establish that for sure. Like, what if there's like a sort of um, Man of Steel type uh, message that gets blasted out, okay. and it is it like Paul goes home and is like just sitting in front of the TV thinking about how horrible uh, it is about the mall, and then he's watching mm-hmm. a news story about the mall being leveled, wondering what his next steps are, and then he sees um, this message comes through. And it's from the Saiyans saying that um, they are coming or something like that. And maybe maybe okay. it's a message from the Vegeta. I am Nappa, the Vegeta of the Saiyans. Yeah. And they, they <clears throat> say, we'll be there in one year's time. Prepare yourself. Because they want to mm-hmm. fight. Uh, like, the Saiyans always want to fight to have a challenge uh, just to prove that they're better than the other people. So... He's like, gather your best warriors or whatever. Okay. Maybe uh, we also cut to scenes of Goku and Bulma and Chi-Chi watching it. And also seeing like Piccolo watching it on like a big like New York, you know, Times Square type of screen. And Mm -hmm. so like they're all aware. And then maybe next we go see a scene where Goku goes to Piccolo or Piccolo goes to Goku. And it's like, we have to team up to like all this like screw this thing between us or whatever i think piccolo comes to goku and brings the dragon ball and i th- like as like a sign of mm-hmm. allegiance at this point not like we're best friends now but a like a show of good faith yeah that this is more important this is a bigger deal and i think that paul blart also shows up at that point because he heard bulma say where they were headed or something so he like as soon as he sees the message he just like walks outside gets on his segue and starts driving off and he shows up at that point as well like i'm also in yeah i think like piccolo is still looking for the dragon balls right oh yeah he has a plan to double cross them yeah also yeah i but i think that's also why he has invested interest in protecting the earth from the saiyan so they don't get the dragon balls right goku and bulma obviously just want to protect someone evil getting the dragon balls so they all they all have invested interest right i think there should next be like a training montage where they're like oh yeah paul is like very strong and You can't beat him, but he's not a very good fighter, right? So we need to train him on how to fight because he's going to be a great asset. And I think next we have like some sort of training session. And now I think we find funny training 
uh, things to do with Paul. Yeah, I think maybe near the end of this training montage or at the beginning of it, Rosh, Master Roshi, yeah. correct? Yeah. Is like, okay, all beyond that, you're going to need everything you can. So he's going to start teaching Piccolo, Goku, and Paul, I guess, kind of as a side, about fusion. Yeah. As like, you you both also have much to learn if this if we're going to win this fight. And so he, he start teaching them like fusion dances or whatever. Yeah. And I don't think they can ever really get it. Because uh, it has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's also super dangerous, right? Like, because um, mm-hmm. it's not easily to become unfused, I think. So it's kind of like a, if we aren't strong enough by ourselves, then maybe we do need to combine. And Oh, maybe it's that they couldn't find any more people. Like the Avengers are off world. Or so like, yeah. we hand wave away why it's just these three. But the idea is we actually need like... 10 people at least and we've only got three of you so i'm gonna have to teach you this extremely dangerous fusion technique if we have a hope of succeeding yeah and that would also give it a reason why they have to do it if even though it's so dangerous i like that i think it is like the fusion dance or whatever which is Mm -hmm. like a very ridiculous it has a lot of like leg movements and arm movements um i have something that you're not gonna like but i think it matches the movie tones better yeah the fusion dances aren't working and much like in the first movie they say the whole thing about with like the kamehameha that it has to be your own movements i think they the fusion dances aren't working for them because these are like roshis like this is the fusion dance but it's more of like it's more like voltron where you have to have like a single spirit kind of thing and so they actually when they do it successfully they do their own dances one of which includes paul on his segue they still have to link the fingers at the end for the fusion to work. And that way then it's the idea being like <laughs> the fusion's more about fusing your soul and your purpose as opposed to these this like one very specific dance. The dance almost doesn't matter as much. It's like a perfectly synchronized thing that they're doing. So it can be whatever they want. Yeah. And that way then one, we get Paul in his six segue tricks back in the game, but also that's kind of a lesson of uh, it continues with like the being at peace with yourself and who you are and that kind of thing. Okay. And also it'll piss off all the fans. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think inserting Paul Blart into the Dragon Ball Z universe is already going to piss off all the fans. Um, if the Nappa, the Vegeta thing doesn't get him. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. So the Saiyans are coming in one year. I think we do a montage, and like as the montage goes along, as all good montages do, they get better at the thing. And I do think we do have some scenes of like Paul and Goku fusing, and it's just Goku with Paul Bart's mustache, like comedy like that. Like they yeah. did it, but it's still not good. But I think they also do a failed version. Oh yeah, that's something in the show too. Failed fusions of like uh-huh. they're slightly off or something. They almost had it, and they end up being really fucked up looking or something like that. Like so, like I imagine there's one with just like Kevin James's head on a ripped fucking <laughs> Goku's body. <laughs> like it's just like uh, yeah. maybe uh one arm of paul just turns green <laughs> and it's just like oh, and it's longer uh all right so i like that and i think we don't have like it's mostly failed fusions like that's the one thing that they haven't been able to get paul's getting like way better at fighting yeah uh we have one of those ever classic three-person fights where goku piccolo and paul are all fighting each other mm-hmm. so what's next does this take a year? Do we go through the training montage just the whole year? Uh, can I add like a really cool moment in the training yeah, montage? Yeah, absolutely. So I think at one point, Paul actually like lands a few good blows on Goku and like knocks him out of like, knocks him back out of the ring. And like uh, Piccolo is like, 
very good and then uh he does this in the show where he makes multiple like he kind of makes clones of himself uh he makes like clones of himself to help himself train so he's like fighting himself they're Mm -hmm. kind of like apparitions so i think he makes like five of him and then paul is like fighting like five piccolos uh basically uh at once i think that i think that'd be really tight are we gonna give paul some of like the key powers that like goku and they have and like because my idea is he does the same thing except they the the instead of clones it's just neil mcdonough from well no because that's paul blart mall cop 2 doesn't exist anymore in our world yeah uh it's just out of the skate kids it's his daughter and sure. he's like oh i don't want to hurt my she starts kicking the shit out of him yeah i i think i think that's good i i don't think he actually um no he can never get the key thing down i think he always tries mm-hmm. and like we could have a very funny like pseudo fart joke or something oh yeah uh, sure. where like goku does his kamehameha thing as an example and then like paul tries to do it and it's just like a little like poof like that comes out of his hands you oh know? i was thinking he he does like the, the everything's lighting up like it's working and when he does this it fizzles out and he farts okay was what you were gonna say that's also good i either or but it's just a little like yeah poot. i i think he i think he becomes good at the fighting but he can never get the key thing because he i'm fine with that yeah yeah it, I mean, not everybody has to have the exact same powers. Yeah, but maybe that's like our final thing at the end, where he finally gets it. Maybe that's like a mm-hmm. like something. Okay, so what's next? Does the montage take the whole year, and then it's over, and the Saiyans are coming? Or I think so, unless we want to like explore some like story arc stuff with them. Like, I don't. It seems, it seems kind of like an action movie. I don't. I don't know. Like, I. I don't know if there yeah, needs mean, to be a lot of character. We, development. we need to make some kind of like passing glance at a, at at least one character arc, even in an action movie. Like we talked about this with a team, where like they did like minimal work on a B. A. Barakas character arc because they knew they had to to like punch the ticket for it to be a movie. Mm-hmm. But like, we don't need to like. This doesn't have to be a you know like a a deep drama where everybody's got like really nuanced character arcs. It can just be like, like Paul can't do the key stuff. Like Goku couldn't cause he's not at one with himself cause he's always putting himself down for being fat or sad sure. or whatever. He could come to terms with that. And that's how he learns the key. Like that it, it can be easy. Like it can be a layup. It doesn't have to be. I think that's a good one for um, Paul. Maybe there's some like strides mm-hmm. because Piccolo eventually becomes a good character and like as a hero. Like so maybe maybe it's maybe it's... Piccolo killed Goku grandpa yeah like there's something there yeah of like you don't trust me you have to trust me for this to work it's like no i don't i i'm not gonna trust you you killed my grandpa yeah like you tried to kill me you for some reason i'm also a monkey man uh <laughs> <laughs> that should come in at some point the monkey man thing the turning into the the thing <laughs> paul i understand what it's like to have doubts to feel down on yourself like it turns out i'm actually also secretly a monkey demon and paul's like yeah I used to have hypoglycemia or something like that. Like just completely missing the point. But I've been, but I've been working on it and you know, I wished it away. Oh, that's a great, they talk about wishes and the dragon. And he's like, wow, like we brought master Roshi back to life to help us defeat more ancient evils. What did you use your wish for? I cured hypoglycemia. And I think that's like one reason they, I think that it gives, it gives like Paul's buffoonishness amongst the, like, Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of like, why they initially really don't want him to be involved or something. Yeah. And that could honestly be what he overcomes. This idea of his feeling like lesser because he's a buffoon. Like Paul Blart knows he's a buffoon. Sure. I think ostensibly he has a lot of bravado, but like in the movies, but I think deep down, like he's trying to 
cover the fact that he's a buffoon even though everybody knows it and maybe the movie's like yeah but you also like look at all the things you've done being a buffoon yeah like yeah i think there's also like a through line for piccolo of just like becoming mm-hmm. like a more chaotic neutral character i think instead mm-hmm. of like a, a lawful evil or whatever you want to call his alignment right yeah i think that's i think that's about it i don't know if we need to have a few scenes with that or something but maybe him and like maybe him and piccolo like actually have it out and like have a fight at some point like in the middle mm-hmm. of like this whole training year where they nearly almost like kill each other and then uh paul or master roshi breaks them up and like is yeah i don't know like wait sorry you said paul and piccolo have a fight i'm and sorry they almost kill each other goku and piccolo and i thought you meant paul but then you said paul and roshi break them up so i wanted to make sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um okay yeah that works yeah then i think the vegeta comes <laughs> The Vegeta come. So come with the Vegeta. Possible name um, for this? The Vegeta cometh. Dragon Ball, the Vegeta cometh. Okay, so first of all, important question. Who's playing Nappa the Vegeta, Prince of the Saiyans? Who's someone who is very angry, um, but you love to see that he's angry? Like, like you love seeing him act Obviously, angry. Oh, okay. I thought you, my first thing that popped to mind was Tabletop and Will Wheaton. Oh, <laughs> but that'd be ridiculous. But No. Not for not for the Vegeta. I was gonna say like William Defoe. Willem Defoe's pretty good. Terry Crews, maybe? Terry Crews would be good. Tom Cruise. Um I don't know. I kinda wanna keep as many people of color. Yeah. Uh, Asian actors as well, if we if we can yeah, think of people. For sure. Just um, I know Goku is white in this, and I know that there are people who talk about the whitewashing of Dragon Ball. It's a larger conversation than the equalizers. Absolutely. I think. No, I, and I wasn't looking to dig into the nuance of the whitewashing of Dragon Ball. Yeah, I don't I don't think we should get into that. <laughs> oh. Well, I Googled Asian actors and the first one that came up was Jamie Chung, who played Chi Chi. Oh. That's not helpful. Dev Patel's on here. Manny Jacinto. Uh, Jason from The Good Place. Oh. I mean, we've already been making some pretty wild swings. We could also make the Vegeta a woman. True. I have another big swing to make here. I'm looking through this list, and there's a, an actor named Ian Chen. Okay. He looks to be about 11. We could make the Vegeta a little kid. <laughs> Vegeta is very, very small. It is very short. Okay. Um, so it could work. Let's do it. People may recognize Ian Shin as Eugene from Shazam. Okay, so yeah, the Vegeta played by an 11 year old boy, Napa the Vegeta. It's kind of cool. I think it's kind of cool in the fact that like he's mm-hmm. small. Or, like I think I think maybe they show up and it's like this is like a child, like and then like he's super strong. Yeah, you know, like uh, like Paul leans over and mutters like not dibs on the little kid or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe did. did do you think he, he shows up alone or do you think there are other other people with him? Like in the in the lore, there's only a few Saiyans in the whole universe left. Um, but sure. if we want to add some other alien like soldiers, we could or something like that. Or um, we could right. do more like Cybermen idea where um, they're kind of like the foot type type goons, you know. Um, okay. But hmm. so. I feel like, I mean, the, th- the three of them could just fight that one kid. Maybe there are some foot soldiers or something just so everybody else in the cast has something to do. Mm-hmm. Like Bulma, Asian Rocky Balboa. I've forgotten. I don't actually know that character's name either. Yamcha. No, is he the one that Bulma was horny for? Yes, I believe that was Yamcha. 
in the okay. in, the, in the movie. They never said his name either. So I was just of a couple points he talked. He sounded a lot like Sylvester Stallone. So I was just referring to him as Asian Rocky. Um, God, also, the guy who plays Goku looked a lot like Billy Boyd, who plays Pippin in the Lord of the Rings movie, and it really threw me off. I knew it wasn't him, but yeah, it's uh, Justin Chatwin. People probably like right. know him mainly from Shameless, and that's also probably what you notice Emily Rossum from. <laughs> Okay. I just, yeah, she looks so much like somebody had just de-aged Jennifer Garner like 30 years. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so Paul, Yamcha. Piccolo, and Goku f- fight the Vegeta, uh, while Bulma, Yamcha, Master Roshi, I don't know, the Piccolo's sidekick, henchmen, they all fight some, like, foot soldiers or something. Okay. I think Nappa the Vegeta mm-hmm. lands and puts this uh, thing in the ground that mm-hmm. um you're trying to sneak lore past me aren't you i am you're trying to sneak some lore past me i'm smarter than this i'm sneaking some some <laughs> some lore because this is actually how the cybermen work <laughs> madison is smuggling lore through mike customs yeah <laughs> and these cybermen uh spring from the ground and they're like see like in the show they're like seeds and they just throw them and they they grow and i think that's what he he plants down and this army emerges from the ground and then goes what, towards the nearest city. What if like, um, cause I, I can, I can fuck with this. I, I, I like the idea of, cause the Vegeta is Prince of the Saiyans as he's like walking down a ramp. There's like handmaidens or something in front of him with baskets. And they're like throwing these like petals or seeds in the air, almost like, like a ceremony thing. And then when they won't like just lay down and get out of his way, he like snaps or something and they start to, those seeds start to sprout into Cybermen. I like that. But at first it seems like it's just this like ceremonial thing. And then it turns out it was like, no, we were planning for this. I love that. So then I think they start to fight. Um, I think, mm-hmm. I think Piccolo takes the first shot and I think he, uh, I think, I think Goku and like, and Paul Blart is like, they're, they're both like, Oh, it's like a little kid. I don't, I don't, I don't really want to hit him. And then like, Piccolo's like you fools or whatever, and then he just like runs up and tries. And then to... he kicks Paul Blart in the nuts really hard. <laughs> no, no, I think, and then he farts. <laughs> yeah, and I think Piccolo does like a side classic anime kick to the side of the head to like the kid, mm-hmm. and the kid doesn't move at all. Like, and mm-hmm. um, or uh, the Vegeta grabs his leg and just like hurls him back towards them. So what's next? What do you think the next the next move okay. is? So that's when that's when Rock Lee shows up and takes off his leg weights, and then he opens all six of his chakra gates. Okay, and just fucking annihilates the Vegeta. Just bringing a little of my Naruto knowledge into the Got into it. the mix here. Um, in the um in in the show, Piccolo does wear weights all all along. I told you, I don't want, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, that could be a thing during training is yeah. that they they're putting on weights while they train so that they get faster and stronger. Yeah. And Paul makes some dumb joke about not wanting to put on any more weight. Sure. Because it's, it we have to we have to infuse some Paul Blart humor, unfortunately, yeah. into this as well. Our hands are tied. I mean, I can't believe we were forced to make this movie. What if one of the scenes is like they're just like tired. Of, I'm sorry to go back a little bit, but if we want to, yeah. in, in, I mean, we, we kind of have a we have a fairly thin film as it is. Sure, of, sure. There's a fight. They all agree to help each other. We have a montage, and then they fight Thanos. I, I, think, like, there's a, uh, I think there's a scene um, in the training section where uh, Master Roshi is, like, getting pissed at them uh, for not calming their minds. Mm-hmm. And Paul is like, 
oh, I know what we should do. And he takes them to like the nearest dance dance revolution machine. <laughs> and then they all try. And actually, yes. And, then it's actually and like that's a, how they do fusions. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's good. Like, I think that's how they learn how to dance or like how they how they kind of. Yeah. I like that. Oh, that's actually okay. So let's go back. Let's go back because we've got. We know they're they're gonna fight. It's gonna be fine. They're training, and Paul is picking up the martial arts fine, but he's not getting any of the key stuff, any of the like spiritual element. And Roshi's just like, you're not, you're not getting it, and I and I don't know how to help you. And Paul's just like, oh, it's just, it's beautiful here, but it's just not like me. And so they relocate and they train at a mall yeah. because the mall is Paul Blart's dojo. Yeah, and. Then we get the the idea of like, you know, at the end of D3, the Mighty Ducks where the coach figures out, oh, okay, I can't train them like a normal hockey team because they're scrappy underdog kids. And he starts like having them pick up trash like as a, like for the goalie practice, whatever, like that kind of stuff. It's like Dance Dance Revolution for fusions. And like we that's how we work the mall back in yeah. with Paul Black. That's where he actually manages to like calm his mind, focus his key. And he starts to get that stuff as well. Yeah. Maybe they fight the Vegeta and lose, but they get away with their lives. And it's like okay, we have to, like, try again. Yeah. But Paul has to learn key stuff. And so, as as much as it sucks, like, they have to kind of, like, Roshi, and they have some people who can, like, kind of try to forestall the Saiyans from just wrecking cities. Yeah. I think they do have a fight, and they all give it their best, and it doesn't work. I think they try to fuse, but it doesn't work because they're too pissed or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they're just like, we need to retreat. He's going to kill us. And then so they they Mm -hmm. leave Nappa the Vegeta, uh goes and meets up i like that you cannot say that without grinning like it's so fucking funny uh it's so (laughs) fucking funny to me um the idea that this 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 franchise would do it this movie would do this and that's yeah that was my goal of not knowing anything was to infuse a few moments of like this is fucking stupid but that's what this movie would do yeah i mean paul blart aside Uh, Napa the Vegeta goes and uh, meets up with his forces that he went towards the city and like that's I think that's where they meet up with him again is in the city I think he's taking it over and like buildings are burning and he's just like blasting them away mm-hmm. and that's when they go and meet him for like the final countdown or whatever actually he comes to them because Paul lost that Dragon Ball in the ball pit and it's still there okay so he has the other six but the seventh one is where they are. They don't know it. Got it. Because they just think it's lost. They don't know it's in the ball pit. So he comes to them and they have the final brawl in this. They have the final brawl in the mall. Yeah. Dragon Ball colon brawl in the mall. That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> I think I think they retreat to the mall for safety mm-hmm. um, and to regroup. Well, I think they're, they're, they're there training. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, like, for the key stuff. And then he shows up at some point. Or they realize he's on his way there. Yeah. So they know that last Dragon Ball is somewhere in the mall. Yeah. But I was going to say, I think they finally get the fusion right as he shows Mm -hmm. up. Do you think... Do you think Piccolo and Goku fuse first? I think it's, like, Goku and Paul because they're the two that aren't... Piccolo is basically at odds with everyone because he's an asshole. I think Goku and Paul are the two that at least are like friendly enough. I think that they're holding their own, but they're not winning. And it's when Piccolo and Goku fuse that they start whooping the Vegeta's ass. Yeah. Because that's like for the, the character climax of that, of them doing it. It's like, that's what saves the day is them. And then Paul's also there doing some punches and stuff to help. But what if um, they do the unthinkable and like, it's like they're at odds that like Vegeta, the Napa, the Vegeta and uh, Pikachu uh, or go Gokolo, Gokolo, Gokolo. That is another thing of the show. They always combine the names. Um, sure. I'm not. I, 
This is my surprised face. <laughs> uh, Gokuo, which means Goku's dominant in that f- particular fusion. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll allow that, that much lore into my brain. That's fine. So I think they're... At, I love how much it is clearly killing you that I won't let you just geek out about the lore. It's so fucking funny uh, to me. I think they are at odds or they are at even match mm-hmm. and they just no, no, not one of them can get ahead. And then they do the unthinkable. And what if Gokolo fuses with Bart with Paul Bart? Yeah, to get the extra little bit and Gokolart Gokolart. <laughs> They become the Gokalart. My favorite Power Rangers villain. They fuse and become the Gokalart, and then it's the Gokalart versus Nappa the Vegeta. And I'm honestly, I love the idea that the Gokalart is just Goku, but green with Paul Blart's mustache. Yes. The the like whatever the the Chinese or Japanese symbol on his vest turns like slowly like swirls and morphs into a like a security badge. Yes. Also. Yes. Jesus, what have we done? Oh man, so good. I mean, this is amazing. Yeah. But. And to, I think the final thing is Nappa the Vegeta charges at the Gokalart. He's outmatched. He's like, he's completely outmatched. Like, he's, oh, sure. He's faster. He's stronger. And I think it's just like for the final, like, the final blow or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they do, he does a Kamehameha and mm-hmm. mirroring the show a little bit in one of the scenes. The Vegeta yells, What? 9,000? Yeah. No, which would be great. I mean, we haven't touched on... I know there's a thing called going Super Saiyan, and so I sure. don't know if that's something that we can use here. I was going to say... Um, he, with the Kamehameha or something, but... I was going to say... Um, go ahead. Finish your thought. Um, they're going to do a Kamehameha, and behind him doing the Kamehameha, you see an image of each of them doing the form of the Kamehameha. Um, sort of like they're each behind each other, supporting each other. Yeah. That's a scene from the Cell Saga of Dragon Ball Z. Um, where where Goku uh, is behind his son. I don't care. (laughs) Nope, don't care. Uh, So, I like that, though. I think that's good. Yeah. Um, So, does Nappa the Vegeta die, or...? I don't think so. I think he gets away. I think he retreats. Um, Okay. And uh, so does his... Oh, they blast him physically back into space. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. And maybe he's presumed dead, but you don't know. I'm fine with that, yeah. Okay, so let's let's bring this bird home. I think they unfuse. Ooh, that's bold. Yeah, or the Gokalart just exists in the world now. <laughs> uh, if we were wanting to tease a third movie, it would just be like, what? We can't unfuse? And then... Yeah. So here's the question then. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, F- no. Go ahead and finish your thought. and then I was going to say they unfuse, and I think... I was going to say maybe Goku is like, come train with us and like continue like finding the Dragon Balls and like doing this whole thing. And he's like, no, I think I got some cleaning up to do after he like looks uh, looks around the mall that is basically destroyed. What happens with the Dragon Balls? Because at last we heard Nappa the Vegeta had six, and they had the one that was in the ball pit, which I think they find at some point. Mm-hmm. Do they use them for a wish of some fashion, or do they decide to like split them up and hide? Well, I guess actually maybe they do infuse, but Piccolo absconds with the six that they know they have. Yeah, it'd be good. Oh, that's right. They they have they don't actually find the Dragon Ball at the end. That's still in the mall. It's in the ball pit, but they don't know. Yeah. And Paul, Goku's like, you could like come with us and be a great warrior. And for the other thing, he's like, yeah, but who's gonna look out for this old place if Piccolo comes back looking for that last Dragon Ball or something like that? Sure. And I mean, it's kind of um, that way. Also, just like the idea of now I'm gonna stay here and 
keep looking out for this mall or whatever. And it's, but it's like basically in tatters. The mall is almost non-existent at this point. So we kind of retcon the fact that the mall gets ruined at the beginning fight. I mean, some buildings, like some stores get fucked up, obviously. Sure. But like, it's not leveled when they leave. At this point though, it's like almost every store is fucked up. Half of the like floors are just gone. Like it's, it's basically, it's going to take a decade to rebuild this mall. That's great. I'm trying to answer, I want a little last beat or something that is like just a little like, like little like wink at like a, a Dragon Ball Z joke or something. What if like for saving the city, uh, Paul Blart is like given like the key to the city and like a, a check or something or like, I don't know. Um mm-hmm. And I was going to say, like, the check is over $9,000. It's like $9,001 or something like that. Uh, I think he gets a phone call and he's like, oh, Mr. Mayor. Y- yeah, that was me. Oh, no, you don't need to thank me. I mean, yeah, I guess if you wanted to write a check. Wait, how much? Over 9000 That's good. Or no, he's like, for how much? What? 9000 I like that. Would be fun. And also, that would make everyone else so angry that we gave Paul Blart the what 9000 line and it wasn't about a power level. Yeah. The other the other idea I had was like also the fact that the mayor of the town called somebody for saving the world and offered them nine thousand dollars is just like <laughs> the other <laughs> sure. Thank you for saving the world, Paul Blart. Here is nine thousand dollars. Well, technically nine thousand one dollars. I guess yeah, the power level's over nine thousand. What nine thousand? But yeah, yeah. After taxes, it's over nine thousand dollars. That's not how tax works. <laughs> this is why you get audited by the IRS every year. Yeah. What if it's a check <clears throat> for ten thousand dollars, and then like, uh-huh. oh, after taxes, it'll be like a little over nine thousand dollars. Then we hit the. Then yeah. we hit it. Um. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I think that's good. I don't know. Unless you have anything else you want to add. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what else. Like Goku goes off to what search for the Dragon Balls again. Yeah, I think I think they they keep going. I wish there was a wish unless Paul because he has the last one and he knows where the other ones are, maybe he makes one more wish for something. I don't know what he would wish for though. Yeah, I mean, it'd be something stupid. Honestly, I think it makes more sense if this is this, you know, the Dragon Ball sequel in which Paul Blart makes a heavy appearance. Uh, it makes more sense for the idea of a third movie if Piccolo just gets away with six of the seven. Yeah, that's fine. And then Goku's like, I'm going to have to go hunt him down and find or get those back or whatever. Yeah. And then, I don't know, credits and then the mid credit scene is we see like the uh, Nappa, the Vegeta's body, like s- just sail through space past the moon and then he opens his eyes. Yeah. I'll, I will allow you one piece of lore reference here for a post credit scene as well if you want a teaser cool i think it's a post credit scene and kind of what is what i'm thinking after making this what i i think the uh avengers 2 might be i think we see a scene with a shadowy figure going around the Mm -hmm. mall and finding like little bits of blood Mm. there's some like purple blood which would be piccolos and like there's some like red blood which would be uh, Goku's or Blart's and then I think there's also some like some blood or like just like remnants of stuff uh, collecting DNA okay. from the area and you don't see the person's face but um, you just hear like a robot saying like DNA acquired and then like a laugh and then that's it cool all right excellent 
Well, in about 30 more episodes, we'll get that payoff requels yep. uh, for Avengers 2. It's the first It's the first, uh, All right. first bit. Let's talk about what we call this. We kind of joked about Paul, uh, Dragon Ball colon Brawl in the Mall. Let's just like see if something else comes up. And if not, we can use that. But let's just kind of shoot the shit. Uh, Blart of War was one that came to mind. Mm. Um, is there some like wordplay we can use from the series that might? That's what I was thinking. It should be Dragon Ball... Mall or nothing. I mean, we could call it Dragon Ball 2 and style the 2 to look vaguely like a Z. That'd be pretty good. I don't know how we're going to put that in the episode. There is there is a movie called Dragon Ball Z Bojack Unbound. Um, we could do... Oh, we should have put Bojack Ball. Horseman in this then. Back in the 90s, I was in... Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I was going to say uh, Blart Unbound. Dragon Ball... The rise of uh, Gokalart? Is that what was it? Gokalart, yeah. So I have two. One's a joke and one is also kind of a joke, but I am afraid you're going to agree to it. First one is Dragon Ball colon do the Blart Man. The second <laughs> one, Dragon Ball colon evolution. <laughs> oh. Let's take like one more minute. And if we don't think of anything else, we'll go with Brawl in the Mall. What about, I was going to say Dragon Mall, the rise of Gokalart. Go- a goka cart or what was it goka cart goka lart goka lart dragon mall the rise of goka lart goka lart begins goka lart begins i mean so it sounds like basically it's either brawl in the mall or dragon ball colon goka lart um dragon ball colon saying ain't so (laughs) i mean we could call it dragon ball colon the vegeta the vegeta yeah that's pretty good i like that all right, so Dragon Ball colon the Vegeta. <laughs> did we do it? We absolutely did it. This one was a lot of fun for me. <laughs> oh my god, uh, this one was really good. It's a terrible film, and not even in good faith because we included our own Paul Blart character. God. But uh, it was a lot of fun. We're just expanding that universe. We're doing the work. Yeah, we've now included like Dragon Ball is now canonical in the ECU. All of every, all of the universe, all of the potential Dragon Ball universes now. Anything that could happen in Dragon Ball, because of the show, could happen in the ECU. Yep. I mean, I, I'm already working on Avengers three, gang. Like, I'm already percolating on some ideas. So, like, we're we're playing the long game here at Equalizers HQ. Well, if we did it, that's credits on another episode of the Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify stitcher and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching the equalizers you can always get in contact with us on facebook and twitter at the equalizers our gmail is equalizers at gmail.com and we have an instagram it is the underscore equalizers it'd be great if you would give us a subscribe and a review uh that'll help get us up the charts so that more people can hear our great content like dragon ball the vegeta or the immortal iron blart or the Iron Army that we referenced earlier. Any of those great episodes, we can get them out to more people. Any, and you can also just tell a friend. Tell two friends. Yeah. That's the easiest way. Any review. Reviews are great. Here's a sample of a review you might make. I liked it. It was okay. Or you could follow the example of America's funny man, Adam Sandler, and talk about how it's not horny enough for you. Yeah. You can add... We don't censor in our... in our. Uh, it's free It's free love in, in the comment section of our of our reviews. If you don't believe me that America's Funny Man Adam Sandler gave us that review, go check it out on iTunes. And while you're there, hey, you're already on the reviews page. Just leave one yourself. Actually, to see the other reviews on the iTunes page, you have to 
make a review. That's it's the rules. Yeah, you have to you have to post a yeah. review to see Adam Sandler's funny, funny, funny review. Once you're there, if you don't leave a review and you still read America's Funny Man Adam Sandler's review, you'll be dead in seven days. Yeah, that's just the way the internet works. Yeah, so. Get on it. When we signed up for this podcast and we got everything paid for, we also signed up for the ring package. If you watch, read, look at the review page and you don't leave a review, in seven days you're dead. All right. Uh, special thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Step Strutton, off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And as always, they spell that B-O-Y-E-S like in, oh yes. The full album is available on all services now. Madison, we usually we usually leave, take this off air, but what are we doing next time? What should we let's let's throw some ideas around? What do we want to do? I've been I've been throwing around Mortal Engines for a while. Um, I'm and I'm down. I I'm always down. Like it, it's just things have come up that we've decided to do instead. But if you want to do Mortal Engines, let's fucking. I say let's let's break. Let's it. crank it. Yeah, let's let's crank it, spank it, wank it, wank it until we tank it. All right. Well, I can't come up. I've never seen it, and I can't go with it any better leading than that. So tune in next time for the Mortal Engines. So for the Equalizers, I'm Madison Jen. I'm Mike Knoll. It was a dark, blustery afternoon in spring, and the city of London was chasing a small mining town across the dried-out bed of the Old North Sea. To be continued. First, take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. Then you pump your open palms and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it. You barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, and we'll do the two steps. Come on, dance with me.